Hi, my name is Barry Sterling Mitchell. I produce the Sterling NetPoint Power Rankings and the Bias Plus Reports. And this is Ben and Barry on football. Hi, I'm Ben Dickerson, your co-host, ready to continue on the best job in the NFL, focusing on the AFC South this week, correct? Yep, absolutely. Um, you know, it's you said it last week. Didn't know how interesting this was going to be, but the characters and the people that are in the backup lines of the NFL are, are some intriguing stories in actuality in many cases. And there's still some questions. You know, you had brought up, I think when we talked last week, you said something about you thought it was going to be one quarterback. And I was like, well, based on the resource, they said it was a and yeah, we had a little issue with the Detroit Lions. And you know what yeah. I found out? I found out we're not the only ones who were actually questioning who was the official backup there. There uh -huh. seems to be some blurred lines all over the place. So, yeah, these yeah. things can happen. So trying to continue to get improve on what we did, when I saw what looked like a similar situation, I included the third string in okay. the information. And, you know, it, it struck me as like, well, damn. If the third string and the second string are making the same money, third string might be the best. <laughs> they really don't have to do anything. <laughs> They're like, where's Mitchell? <laughs> third string quarterbacks don't make no money. But they got to make the league minimum. All right. All right. This, this is a little better. 600000 a year. This whole story that we're doing is bigger than the league minimum, man. Come on now. Best job. The best job is being able to do as little as possible and still make more than the league minimum. Lots of people make the league minimum. No, no. Lots of people in the NFL make the league minimum. But yeah. if you ain't in the league, you ain't nowhere near that league minimum in right, most cases. Okay. Right. And across the world, that league yeah. minimum, what is it? Is it six hundred thousand dollars a year? You know what I mean. Most people could get if they could get one or two good years of that in life, they'd be set. Okay. You know, so I think it's exciting, you know, and it makes me appreciate the opportunity for for what it is, and you know, and how these young men are able to differentiate not just their lives. But a legacy, a generational scenario, even, even if they don't have the biggest of contracts. And I think that that's exciting. So uh, when you brought that up- That is exciting. And that, but I feel like that's a conversation for another day. As long as we're talking about quarterbacks, that kind of changes this, the picture a little bit. The situation, as you're saying about the league minimum and how it relates to the world in general is absolutely correct. But that works for every other position too. When we keep it at quarterbacks, that makes the story a little bit different to me. Well, again, we'll, we'll take a look because I, I've actually wanna um, keep an eye out for the differential between those second string or backup and the third string in terms of the money, you know? Because um, okay. I saw a few and looked to be on the same round of minimum, they were second string. So how much these guys spend on um, quarterbacks is one thing. Now, 
let's let's just quickly discuss your your message to me about my man Jimmy G. Somebody told you. <laughs> told you. <laughs> what no, you I didn't say told you. You did too. No, you can't listen, brother. Lo, hold time out, time out. This is why people have trouble with text, okay? Because you can't tell the tone of a text. What I told you, told you. and I basically wasn't told you, it was I told you that was not going to be a good scenario. And it's not a good scenario for me, nor is it a good scenario for the 49ers. And they don't want it to happen, and they're going to do everything they can to avoid it from happening. That's why they're telling his agent to seek out trade opportunities for him. That is not a good look for him to be the backup quarterback to Trey Lance. It's just not. You have to make a decision as it gets closer to training camp who's going to be your starter and roll with that guy. And it's going to be very uncomfortable for Trey Lance to be a first-time starter and have a successful guy like Garoppolo sitting behind him waiting for him to stub his toe. They don't want to put that kind of pressure on the boy, and they're not going to do it unless they're forced to if he has no suitors which I don't see that happening, but that remains to be seen. But it's not a good look, and they don't like it, and they don't want it, which is why they're telling them, look for trade opportunities so that we can make some moves and get you out of here. Well, you know, you know from our long history together that I often have one idea about what the team should do, and the team has another idea about what they should do. Yeah, it happens a lot. Yeah, so you know that's my squad. I'm, you know, I roll with them anyway. It's like being married. What are you gonna do? You can't live with them. You can't live without them. You know, but um, it made me think about when again as we do this series budgets. Like, if you were to budget for a quarterback in the NFL, you know what would you look to budget on average? About how much? You're going to say, well, I know I'm going to spend about this much in order to have a decent quarterback. What would you say? Annual basis. I don't, I don't, I don't keep, up, keep up with those figures uh, the way you do, but I would say that most of the backups that we've already talked about and probably will continue to talk about, most of those backups are making a fair amount of money, depending on if they have been lifelong backups. No, but not, backups. That's not what I'm saying. That's not my question. Okay. It's not about backups. I'm just talking about budgeting for a quarterback. Your team, you think quarterback's going to be the highest paid player on my team if I can help it. So, about what? How much do you think that would that would be in your budget? Then I have no idea. Well, Aaron Rodgers. They just gave Aaron Rodgers fifty million. So that's okay. top scale right there. Okay. Now they gave uh, uh, um, Mahomes. He's in the four, you know, four hundred million okay areas so know? so if my, if i have a top quarterback on my team a quarterback that makes me a perennial playoff team I, I don't mean that wasn't their annual and i was asking the question in terms of one year you know you know spend, so if you okay, take what's the 10 year 400 that's about 40 million right okay so if i have a top tier quarterback that i know is going to get me in the playoffs year after year after year and my team is looking pretty good and i have super bowl aspirations i wouldn't mind paying my quarterback 40 million a year Okay, all right, all right. So you have what's Garoppolo? I think Garoppolo's contract is about 25 million right now. Roughly. 
he's kind of a bargain. And, and I, again, I think the mileage that you could get from him as a starter, not as a backup. I, I see, I see where you're going, bro. You know, it doesn't work that way. Well, Go ahead, finish. Go ahead, finish. I see where you're this going. Is, this is my management. This is what I would want to see. Okay, all right. You know, I know they're not going to do it. I'm just saying he'd be playing because I understand that is a good probability that Trey Lance is going to get opportunities to play. Okay, I could build that into the situation a little bit, but I'm not really a two quarterback type guy. I don't bring quarterbacks in and out and all that type of stuff. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, you know, my thought is Jimmy G can win you six to eight games. You can see six to eight with him. Now, if he gets hurt anywhere in that six to eight games, and you can bring Trey Lance in, and he has that much more time. I think it's be. I think that would be Trey Lance could really come in and do some damage. You know, that's last year's scenario, bro. That's last year's scenario. This is this year. This this is this year's as I would like to see it. So then, then you're saying Trey Lance is not ready to be the starting no, quarterback for the season. I didn't say that. What are you saying? I, I, what I said. The only way Jimmy G is going to get you six wins guaranteed possibly more is if he's signed on as the starter of this team from day one of the season going forward and stays healthy i told you i would start okay him. that's the same as last year's scenario you want to repeat last year's well, scenario last year, I mean, again another year we went to the playoffs okay that means you're not ready for trey lance to be the starter oh, of that. your team that just, why does it not mean that but but what because i look at them too Kind of almost in man level. They're, 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 what one doesn't have, the other doesn't have. And I, I think that. Bro, it's not Madden, it's real life. I think some additional seasoning for Trey Lance, some additional patience is not going to hurt him one iota. I don't disagree. Now, you know, this is the last year of Jimmy's contract. So this is it right here. We, we going, we got two viable quarterbacks. We need to be taking this thing as deep into the playoffs as possible. And we know that we, if we need to bring in and we need to change the flavor, we actually could. We can do that. But Maybe. I think that and, – and that's how I would do it. So, okay. Now, Ben, Ben. Again, I know you want to stop after you make your point like you usually do. But, again, that scenario – and I challenge anybody who watches this video and has an opportunity to comment, tell me if I'm right or wrong – that scenario speaks to me as Trey Lance is not ready to be the starter of this team. Because if you believe in Trey Lance to be the starter of this team this year, then you start him this year. And they're not going to do that if, in that scenario. You're talking about seasoning and getting ready. That's not a starter. He's not ready. If you're talking about seasoning and getting him ready, then that means you don't believe he's ready. What you know, ready is 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 a is a very um is a term that you know. What do you mean by ready? I mean, you you look at the not the NFL is not. You know, when when the Jaguars quarterback comes in, you could say, was he really ready to be a starter? We're yes, not talking about no. that completely. To some different. degree, but again, completely different. Look, look, you want to make that conclusion out of it. I'm saying that that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying as I look at it, this is the progression that we put in place. And I think that that progression could go one more year. 
And I think it will be helpful to everybody. Now, if you want to go again, I'm going to give you the last word on it. Other than that, I do have another topic that I'd like to go to. I'm done. You made your point. I made mine. You're good. Explain to me what's going on with our Yankees. What's the problem? Was it, was it with Aaron Judge or somebody? Like the contract situation I'm hearing? Like, I wouldn't worry too much about that. No? Okay. Yeah. Are you yeah, when, still, when, when you say that, paid. Dan? Yep, yeah. Okay, okay. All right. I, I look, you know me. I'm hearing it in the news. Like they're playing it up, like, you know, they had him being interviewed by a lady and she'd ask him, You stand? And he's like, Oh, oh, oh. so you know. <laughs> like that's 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 what these guys do, man. It's no different. NFL, MLB, it's all the same. If my contract's running out, it's time to negotiate a new contract. I'm not telling you what I'm doing. <laughs> if I'm gonna be a free agent. I need people to know I'm a free agent just to see what happens. Okay. But I, I don't think there's too many teams out there that can outspend the Yankees. And remember, baseball doesn't have a salary cap. Well, you know, it was, it was I'm a system guy, and that was one of the systems that I liked about the Yankees. They just had a system of having more money than everybody else. That's a hell of a system in and of itself. So, you know, that's fantastic. All right. Well, I'm glad you answered that question for me. Um, let's get ready to move into the meat of this particular uh, segment where we're going to talk about the best job in the NFL, backup quarterbacks. And we're going to look at the AFC South. So let's get ready to kick that off. Okay, Benny, let's get ready to look at the backup quarterbacks of the AFC South. Now, this is an interesting um, uh, a division. It, it, had, it has some very interesting personnel that just recently uh, came into play here. So let's see what we got. First off, we're going to look at the Tennessee Titans. At the helm, starting is Ryan Tannehill, career earnings $135 plus million, averaging $13.9 million per year. That's a heck of a career. He has potential earnings of $190 million with guarantees of $109 million. So this is Ryan Tannehill, who has to get over the hump, has $109 million in guarantees. He's got 102 interceptions to 199 touchdowns, about a two to one, and about a 13% injury probability. So that's what the starter looks like in Tennessee right now. What do you have on Ryan that you want to? 13 million a year? That's way on the low end for a veteran starter, I'd say. Um, but when you look at Ryan Tannehill, here's a guy who came into the NFL with the Miami Dolphins with a whole lot of promise, whole lot of fanfare, and for whatever reason, and a lot of people may say uh, it had a lot more to do with the team as a whole than it did with Ryan Tannehill, uh, did not seem to be panning out uh, with all the fanfare. However, once the move was made and he was able to get to the Tennessee Titans, he kind of uplifted his career, and for the year or two previous to this past season looked like a 
a monumental resurgence. Um, last year, things didn't work out as well as I think things were supposed to for the Titans. But again, I wouldn't put a whole lot of that on Ryan Tannehill. I kind of put a lot of it on the team itself, but it didn't help Ryan Tannehill in at all. Okay, okay, all right. Well, now you have Malik Willis. And we had that hearty conversation about <laughs> Trey Lance. You know, what are you gonna do? And you got an operational starter and you bring in a guy. Now they didn't uh, go in as deep to get Malik Willis. Um, at this particular point, as you can see, he doesn't even show any career earnings, but they're basically going to pay him $705,000. Um, he's 23 years old. Um, and he's, again, a little shorter than um, some of the other starter, starting quarterbacks at 6'1", weighs 223, coming out of Liberty. Uh, in the 2022 draft round three, number 86 overall to the Titans. So he doesn't have an NFL injury probability yet. But now, in addition to that, you have Logan Woodside. Um, career earnings, one and a half, basically 1.6 million, averaging about 500,000 per year. So that's that's what I was talking about when I was saying that third string guy. He's still he make about a half a uh, million dollars a year. Potential earnings two point four million. He only has sixty nine, a little under seventy thousand in guarantees. He's twenty seven years old. He's got two seasons accrued under his belt. Six two, just a little taller. Uh, out of Toledo, came in in the twenty eighteen draft round seven, number two forty nine overall to the Bengals. And he has zero touchdowns and zero interceptions. So that's the backup situation in Tennessee right now. What do you think about that? Well, I would think that Logan Woodside would be the uh, de facto backup quarterback or the quarterback of note, if you want to put it that way. But here's a guy with an accrued two seasons under his belt, drafted by the Bengals, who is now in the Tennessee Titans roster and has never thrown a pass, basically. Well, I shouldn't say he's never thrown a pass. He has no touchdowns and no interceptions in his career, okay, which means he's got little to no playing time in any real games in his career. Um, I would believe that because – oh, and also he was a seventh-round draft pick. So that doesn't say a whole lot about Logan Woodside, except for the fact that he's been in the NFL for a couple of years and been able to keep a job. However, the drafting of Malik Willis is definitely uh, them taking a shot at, at getting their quarterback of the future. If Malik Willis can prove in training camp that he's at least as good as Trey Lance showed the 49ers he is and could be, then I would say that Malik Willis will have set himself up to be the first guy off the bench if something does happen to Tannehill. And also, if he's able to get that opportunity, or even if he's not able to get that opportunity, but probably more so if he does, and he does relatively well, say he comes in late in the game, wins the game, or starts one game, 
and plays well in that one start, one or two starts, then he sets himself up really well to be in the picture for at least a quarterback competition next year. You know, I'm talking about 2023 or or better. So I believe Malik Willis and the team would like to see him do at least that well this season. Let's face it, if you got a rookie quarterback who can come in and earn a starting job, and you already have a pretty good team built around him, that's the time you want to make your run. When your quarterback's not making a whole lot of money and he's still on his rookie contract, that's the time you want to make your run because that's the time you have more money to spend on other positions. A la San Diego Chargers, a la Cincinnati Bengals, a la when Jared Goff was with the Rams. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. Absolutely right about that. And, and the funny thing is, you know, uh, I'm hearing some things about uh, Malik having a lot of different arm angles, a la Pat Mahomes in terms of delivery of the ball. I guess, again, at 6-1, when you got 6-5 guys blocking for you or rushing at you, you have to have some uh, capability, you know, for some alternative angles. Kind of the same thing with Kyler. Kyler can throw from a a few different angles. Baseball guys are good for that anyway, because that's what they do. They throw that ball from all types of angles. I saw a play in the All-Star game, Ben, that I'm not even – a baseball guy and I'm sitting there going, wow, because I saw them guys, they must've flipped it between four guys and like put two guys out, including the guy at first. (laughs) Did you watch that? Yes. That's why I was commenting on your Facebook post about the best all-star game. Baseball without a doubt is the best all-star game of the four major sports because (laughs) baseball is the one game where you couldn't loaf on defense. If you wanted to, if you loaf on defense, in baseball, you make yourself look really, really bad. You know what I mean? If you don't challenge somebody that's driving to the hoop in basketball, nobody's going to say nothing to you. It's not a real game. Eh. You know what I mean? Right. But in baseball, you can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's just not that game where it gets – I guess the only time I can see it being uh, physically intense and the question is would you want to pull up as the, the old – you know, the guy's going into the base and, you know, you want to. Oh, yeah. A rough slide into the base or slide at home stuff. in a game like that. Yeah. Then you might want to. Yeah. Because you don't want nobody wants to get hurt in an all-star game. But but yeah, dazzling double plays and diving for balls in the outfield and stuff. All that. That's like a real game. Yeah. I'm just catching it again. Not being a big baseball fan. You know, and I'm seeing this about the All-Star game, and it's just trying. I was like, you know, because you and I talk about NFL All-Star game. You know, we don't even watch it. <laughs> you know, they don't know what to do with it right now. So, you know, in the NBA All-Star game, like you said, they wait it's fun to watch. Huh? It's fun to watch. To me, it's not fun because if the guy's running and nobody's really trying to hit him, then it's not, not fun to me. It's like no, 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 I'm talking about the NBA All-Star game. Oh, well, the NBA All-Star game because they have the capability to do all the fancy dunks and yeah, yeah, yeah. All that no, kind the, of stuff. The real high NFL is horrible. You know, the but NFL in terms of competitive, especially in terms of playing some serious defense, and you mentioned that, that happens maybe once they realize, uh-oh, four minutes left in the game, we better get serious. <laughs> even then, they're basically thudding. They're not even really 
tackling. Well, uh, again, so, you know, baseball seemed to be that it, it kind of just struck me there. All right, let's get ready to move on. Who's up next? Up next is the Houston Texans, Davis Mill. Now you're talking about being able to pay the other people on why your, your quarterback is on a rookie contract. Here you go here. <laughs> this guy has career earnings and average uh, per year of $1.8 million, okay? Potential earnings of $5 million, so that's a serious rookie contract. Uh, he's got 10 INTs to 16 touchdowns and about 13% um, injury probability. But just the eye test of watching him play, I think you and I both thought he looked pretty good, actually. I like Davis Mills. Okay, okay, okay. So I mean, you know, it, it, you know, this is a situation where the Texans should should be able to pay, you know, some serious money out because again, if you're going to go with Davis Mills now, Davis Mills, uh, I'm for some reason I have him, and I have uh, what's the quarterback uh, in New England. Mac Jones. Mac Jones at a. I'm thinking about they're around the same in terms of my thinking of their levels. Um, it's just to have something reference to, we have to look further into that. But I think both of those, are, both of them are good quarterbacks. I, I I wouldn't say that's a terrible assessment. I would say that if Davis Mills was in New England, you'd hear a lot more about him. Quite possibly. Quite. You possibly. know, but the Texans, the Texans are trying to rebuild. They're a rebuilding team. Absolutely, absolutely. And so again, they have they should have some money. Let's see what they have backing up. Now, again, I think this is one. Let me take a quick peek here. Yeah. Okay. They had four quarterbacks <laughs> on the roster here. And again, if you're talking about quarterback budgets, <laughs> If you're looking at 25 to 30 million, you could fit four of those guys in under that budget, no problem. Uh, Kyle Allen is, uh, has a career of 2.6 plus million, career averaging 660 million. That's that backup money we were talking about. Potential 4.5 plus million and total guarantees of 2.253 million dollars. So that's not bad for Kyle Allen. He has 17 interceptions to 24 touchdowns. So that's where he's got some issues with the injury probability we're not sure of. He hasn't played enough, but he's got some 17 interceptions to 24 touchdowns. Now, before we look at the other couple guys, you wanna uh, discuss Kyle, or you wanna look at the three of them in total? Well, I, uh, I, I only really know one of the other ones you're gonna show. So I'll wait until you show them. But Kyle Allen has been around for a few years. And uh, I believe he played at least, I remember him playing for Detroit, and I believe he put in some time in Washington. So he has had an opportunity to get in some games, as you can see by his 17 interceptions and 24 touchdowns, which isn't great. However, he has been around. He's been in a couple of different systems, and he has been on the field. So he's got experience, if nothing else. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And again, if you can, you know, if you can make six hundred sixty thousand dollars a year for three, four, five 
eight plus years. That's awesome. Congratulations. Next up, though. So they have Jeff Driscoll and Kevin Hogan. Driscoll is 29, Hogan's 30. Driscoll uh, has six accrued seasons, Hogan has three. Close in terms of height, Driscoll's 6'4, Hogan's 6'3. Driscoll's uh, a little heavier at 234 versus Hogan's 218. Driscoll came out of Louisiana Tech, and Kevin Hogan is a Stanford man. Uh, they both came in, now again, not sure how this worked. If they both came in in the 2016 draft and Hogan only has half the accrued seasons, maybe you can help me understand that. But uh, Driscoll was a six rounder, Hogan was a fifth rounder. Uh, Driscoll went to my Niners, Hogan went to the Chiefs. Driscoll has eight interceptions to 13 touchdowns. And Hogan has seven interceptions to four touchdowns. So, you know, they, they, the older guys are a little deeper down the uh, depth chart, but they're there. And you got uh, two young guys, or younger guys anyway, because um, Kyle Allen had how many years? Two? Two years? No, he's around longer than that. Okay, let me see here. Let's go back yeah, to go Kyle. back to him. Back and you don't have it on there. I didn't have it on there. Yeah, don't have it's it. definitely more than two years. Okay, good, good, good. Yes, yes, I know Kyle, Kyle Allen's been around a little bit. I give him like four or five. Well, um, six goes into twenty-four. Six goes twenty-six divided by six is what you know, like um, four. Four times six fours is twenty four, something like that. <laughs> so okay. dividing his career earnings by the average, trying to get an idea about how many years that would be. So a little reverse math, but if you can't do arithmetic, all that concept goes right down the tubes. In any event, <laughs> that's what they have there. So they got they got um, they got experience backing up the the, the second year. Davis Mills. Well, I would say Kyle Allen has to be the backup there, has to be the first guy in if something happens to Davis Mills. He's got experience in a couple of different uh, systems. He's also got experience uh, in, in playing in real games that some of these other guys don't have. Uh, I, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't, I mean, J Jeff Driscoll and Kevin Hogan are basically old and play old, just placeholders. By the time the season starts, one of them probably won't be on the team. It looks as if Kyle Allen came in in 2018 to Carolina, and then played also played a couple years in, with Washington. So he got 2018, 19. Okay, that was that's where I'm knowing from Carolina and Washington. There you go. Yeah, I said Detroit and Washington. But he got a decent amount of playing time in Washington because the starter got hurt. Right, right. For right. a few games. I remember him starting a few games. Carolina also. Yeah. Looked like he started 12 games for Carolina in 2019. Yeah, yeah. He he had a big opportunity. Cam went down. He backed up Cam. Ah, yeah, okay, okay, okay. That's it. That's where it is. 
I, I knew it was a team with blue jerseys. <laughs> it was Detroit. But, you know, I can see people, but it's fuzzy sometimes. It's fuzzy all the time for me. So that's how I see and try to. That's what it was. He backed up Cam. Yeah. So he's been around. He's got some experience. I would say he would be the first guy off the bench if something was to happen to Davis Mills. All right. So that does it for the Texans. That was fun. Next up, we have the Colts. Big time trade with Matty Ice Ryan replacing. Carson Wentz, who they gave basically one year to and said, okay, that's enough. He has career earnings of $269.5 million, averaging 19.2 plus million dollars uh, with a potential earnings of 323 plus million with guarantees. Matty Ice is guaranteed 265.7 plus million dollars. He has 170 INTs to 367 touchdowns. Uh, okay, now um, 200 to 400 would be two, so it's somewhere in, in that area because two times 17 is 34. So still in that two to one range. 10% injury probability. That's pretty good injury probability for a guy that's been around that long, isn't it? You know? Some guys just don't get hurt. Pocket quarterback, knows how to use the pocket, don't do a lot of running, you know, throws the ball. Um, okay, okay. So they're gonna they're looking for that, that type of uh, uh, calm leadership, you know, good decision-making at quarterback can help make the difference for the Colts. However, should something happen to Matty Ice, they got Super Bowl aspirations still <laughs> with the coach. Isn't this the coach that won with Foles? Yes. Nick Foles coming in, backing up Matty Ice, having made $82.2 million in his career, averaging $8.2 million. Career uh, potential earnings of 77.4 plus million, total guarantees of 139.8 million. He had a lot of guaranteed money in his life. Uh, he's 33 now, 10 accrued season under his belt, 6'6, 243 out of Arizona in the two, 2012 draft, round three, number 88 overall to the Eagles. 43 interceptions, 82 touchdowns. Again, about that two to one X percent. Funny they didn't have um, a percentage for him in the, in the database that I look, looked at. But um, Foles has been hurt a few times. When he was with the Jaguars, I know he had an injury early on that kind of uh, threw things awry for him. But he doesn't get hurt a lot, I think. So there you go. You got. No, Foles does get hurt a lot. Oh, you would say he does? Yes. Interesting. His, his career's been littered with injuries. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm thinking littered with injuries when he was a starter, because I don't know if he's been injured since he's been a backup. How long has he been a starter? How if long has it been since he was? Did he start in Chicago at all? I think he started in Chicago for like he, two games. 
How many teams do you remember him playing for, just off the top of your head? I, I'm thinking three. Okay. So he started for the Chicago Bears at one point. That was after the Eagles run. Do you remember him finishing this season? No. Exactly. He didn't. He was on the Eagles for how many years? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I would venture to guess four or five. I'm thinking you're right about that. When did he ever start? Hardly ever. Exactly, except for the Super Bowl run, and that wasn't the whole season. So then there was, he was, then there was another time. year. There was another year he finally did start for the Eagles, and Michael Vick took his job. <laughs> Which okay, this guy is he's a career backup who happened to step in some dog dookie one time and take a team to a Super Bowl. Oh, listen to you step in you. <laughs> no, bro. The planets, the planets aligned. His career never spoke big time. Never. Never. He had the one season where he played half the season. He had a couple of he had a string of really good games for the Eagles. And then he had the Super Bowl season, which he came in like midseason or three quarters of the way through the season. Run. It was a great run. It was a great run. As a matter of fact, if you go back. To the Sterling Net Point Power Rankings, I blogged that I thought that he had a great opportunity, and I thought he was the probably the best person because of what he was used to running and what they wanted to run. As they went um, from the run option to the run pass option, his, his the mechanics for all of that were in place for him, and I thought he could he could well uh, work well in that system. In any event. Um, as a backup, you know, he, he's a, a well-paid backup. And they haven't made $82.2 million plus. Um, and I don't think they had anybody else behind him. So moving right along, you ready? The Jacksonville Jaguars. We got Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, I'm expecting to have a really good season this season. He is uh, going on record as saying he feels far more comfortable with his coaching staff. He's now got uh, Coach Peterson, who took the Eagles to the Super Bowl, which we just got finished talking about. He's now his head coach down there, and he seems to love this guy. So I'm expecting big things out of Trevor Lawrence this year, at least statistically. I don't know if it's going to uh, amount to more wins for the Jaguars. We'll have to wait and see about that. But I definitely uh, believe that we'll, we'll see a lot better um, Trevor Lawrence. The Jaguars had a, a few surprising wins uh, late last season, including, uh, was it the Colts? <laughs> they couldn't beat the Jaguars when they needed to. Um, Those kind of things happen late in season sometimes. Hey, look, let me tell you, and um, you're right. Everything that I'm hearing it's just the, the 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 confusion that came along with the previous coaching regime seems to be gone. There's the order, you know, and I think that uh, we're looking to see what what he can do. Now that division, you just saw who's in that division. What you got? Davis Mills, Matty Ice, <laughs> right? And uh, who else? Did, who else is it in that division? Did we? Oh, the. the um, Tannehill. Tannehill. Okay. So backing up Trevor Lawrence 
is my a former Niner, C.J. Beathard. Um, they just we had a, uh, some clips of some of these guys or some articles on, on pretty much all of these guys on our Ben and Barry on Football Facebook page. And our guy C.J. Beathard was back with the tight end university throwing uh, the ball for the tight ends and tight end training. Apparently, he's still connected to Kittle. You know, and the Niner connections are all still there. And it's cool. good to see him there. Actually, I think Trevor Lawrence might have been there also, if I'm not. That's mistaken. cool. That would be smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, CJ Beathard, again, one of those names that, that that's a legacy name in the NFL. Um, career earnings of 6.5 million, averaging 1.3 million per year. Uh, potential earnings of 8.5 million with guarantees of 3.2. He's 29 years old. He has five seasons under his belt. That means he's vested. 6'2, 219 out of Iowa. Came in in 2017 draft round three, number 104 overall to my beloved 49ers. He has 113 INTs to. That can't be right. <laughs> even for, even for CJ Bethard, that can't be right. I'm going to INT to 18. Dude, you're cracking me up. <laughs> <laughs> he has 13 INTs to 18 touchdowns. Yeah, I, I'm going to go with that one. And <laughs> as soon as you got ready to say it, I looked at it and I went, no, <laughs> that would be horrible. He had a really, he had a really bad last few years with the Niners, though. Was, <laughs> I remember I, I was actually very high on C.J. Beathard, you know, and looking forward to what he could do, and it just didn't seem like it happened, you know. So, well, I, it's, you know, I'm again going off my quirky memory. Uh, I believe that. At the time they called on CJ to have to come in was a little rocky time for your offense. Things just weren't quite working. It wasn't like he came in on a great offense and stunk it up. You guys were in a little transition period, sort of, kind of, if I remember correctly. I could be wrong. I mean, he was he was still there last year, but he didn't have to play last year. Uh, did he play it all last year? I don't think so. No, I'm sorry. Excuse me. He's with Jacksonville last year. 2020, he last played for the Niners. But I will give him this. I think for Jacksonville, it's a good pickup because he's at least worked under Shanahan for three years. So he's smart, if nothing else, okay? So he can help Trevor Lawrence in the quarterback room. I think picking him up was a good idea. And that's before uh, Doug Peterson got there. So... They, they were already looking for somebody that could help Trevor Lawrence out. So that was a good move for the Jaguars, I would say. But, yeah, C.J. Beathard uh, doesn't have great numbers. But I, I would say he's capable. He's a capable backup. That I think that's a good word for him. And like you said, um, and I believe that I, I read this also, he, he's a resource for Trevor Lawrence. Uh, right. To help him along. Uh, in that offense, you know, and and uh, some guy again, that second pair of eyes, you come, you know, come off the uh, the field to the sideline, you got to talk it over real quick, you know, 
and you got that set of eyes that's you're in, you're in tune with. Uh, I remember we we kind of had that when we were coaching. You know, I I'd be up or you'd be up in the in the stands with the with the uh, binoculars, talking about look at that kid right there. He's leaning. <laughs> mm. That defensive lineman is leaning. All you gotta do is just pull him on, and he'll just go straight down. <laughs> you know, so fantastic. Okay. So you feel a little bit better about the Jaguars? If you do, the question then comes back as we have each week. And at some point, Ben, I think we're going to have to just rank all of these backups. Uh, I think there was an article on our Facebook page. Yes, we have that. And I, and I looked at that. And I'll tell you what, we need to do that when we're through here because I don't agree with that list. All right, there you go. But these names we've been talking about, Today, last week, and the previous weeks are all on that list. So we definitely have to do that when we're all done here. So your quarterback goes down, who gets denied? Malik Willis, Logan Woodside from the Titans, Texas, Kyle Allen, or Jeff Driscoll, Nick Foles from the Colts, or C.J. Beathard with the Jaguars? Okay, this was... <laughs> This one's easy. Oh, really? First of all, if, you, if you're if looking at a team that has playoff aspirations and possibly going deep into the playoffs, then the Colts wins this, win that one, and because they're the only team in the division that I think will really go deep, possibly the Titans. But if the Titans... Say, how are you going to leave the Titans out of that? But if, the, but if the Titans go deep and they have to depend on a rookie to carry them through, I don't think that's going to happen. So I got to go with Nick Foles. Oh. <laughs> okay. And again, of the, of the veteran backups here, Kyle Allen, Nick Foles, and C.J. Beathard, Nick Foles definitely is the best of them. Okay. All right. All right. That didn't hurt you to say that, did it? No, not at all. <laughs> all right. Fantastic. Fantastic. You know, it's interesting. Um, I, I agree with you. Um, but that Malik Willis just keeps sitting there in front of my. <laughs> so you never yeah. know with these guys, man. You never know. I, I am truly intrigued to see what he does. And in what next week or so, uh, training camp opens. Some, uh, I think the Raiders are in already. And we got the Hall of Fame game in less than two weeks. Yep. So it's going to be Raiders are in that game, right? Uh, I have it on our page. I do believe it is the Raiders and the Jaguars. Okay. All right. There you go. So interestingly, we will get a, a real shot at seeing these guys that we're talking about because that's who's going to be playing in the preseason games for the most part. <laughs> you know, yeah. NFL plays there. We're not playing our starter game. You know, meaningless yeah. games game. So we'll get a chance to see all of these guys. Um, and I always think it's funny. Sometimes I've seen in preseason, you take a guy like a Nick Foles or even a CJ Beathard who's playing against a lot of first year, second year, third year, and they really look good. You know, know what I mean? And you go, uh, but I know once you, you know, once the regular season starts, I don't expect to see that. So let's keep an eye on that. You got Nick Foles. Ben and Barry on football, best job in the NFL backup quarterbacks.
You know, the other list that we we might need to make is wealthiest backup quarterbacks in the NFL. Because I do believe Flacco still has everybody beat. I think he was at about a hundred yeah, yeah, but that's dollars. not fair. That's not fair. He already signed, he already signed a veteran uh contract when he was still good. Some of these guys haven't had that opportunity. That's not fair. Well, it's fair. It's just what it is. I mean, at this point, he's the wealthiest. If you're just going by straight, what does that mean? Accumulated wealth. What does that mean? It that means, means he's just wealthy. hanging around. Hanging just, around the, what does it mean when they say who's the richest man in the world? It means that when we put a number on it, we're going to point to that no, guy. No, there's a reason why that guy's the richest man in the world. Well, that goes the, the wealthiest backup. What backup? He, that's only because he decided to stay around as a backup. Well, then that's it. That's the reason. That's a good reason. The wealthiest man in the world isn't the wealthiest man in the world because he decided to hang around as the wealthiest man in the world. He's the wealthiest man in the world doing what he does. And as long as he can keep doing it, he's going to keep doing it and stay wealthy. Starting quarterbacks usually probably starting quarterbacks usually retire. Because nobody's going to pay them the equal amount of money they would expect, like they were making it as a starter. Well, you Flacco's, know, Flacco's you know that next. What did you say was the next career path? Coach, coach, carry on the coach. <laughs> you know, shoot. Anywho, that was fun. Let's get ready to, to finish up at our Facebook page as we run through some of the uh, subject matter on there as part of our agenda. All right, Ben, some fun stuff real quick as we just scroll through our Ben and Barry on football Facebook page. Took a look here. What do you think about the highest playoff win percentage of all time? I didn't realize that uh, Patriots would be number one. It's nice to see my Niners in there at number two. Um, let's see, Green Bay um, is in there at 59%. The Steelers, look at Carolina and Washington uh, in that top 10 list. Uh, the Broncos. And the, only team that, the only team that surprises me here is Carolina. That's the only one that surprises me. Not even the not even the uh, Washington team. No, no. The Washington they, they Washington was in the playoffs all the time a couple decades ago, all the time. Well, they had and, the Hogs. And they 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 had a good yeah. win percentage when they had the Hogs. That's true. Right. They had a big run of playoff wins. Cowboys obviously had a big run of playoff wins. And when you win Super Bowls, that gets tacked on as a playoff win. So teams that won multiple Super Bowls will all be here. The team I'm surprised is not here is my Giants. Considering the longevity of the team and the few runs, of course, we had some runs, but they were like separated by years of not making the playoffs. Then we make a playoff run, then we would not make the playoffs. Then we make another one, you know what I mean? So we had some holes in there. But uh, I would have expected, if you asked me who did I think, I would probably name most of these teams except for Carolina, and I probably would have named the Giants. But none of these others are a surprise. 
There you go. There you go. Probably if you're looking at long, teams that have been around a long time and, and that haven't, um, you would have to say the Ravens. The Ravens, you know, well, they were around not as the Ravens before, right? No, they no. So uh, that's 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 a bit of a surprise. Right, right, right. But, but again, the teams have longevity is, you know, and multiple. This is playoff percentage, so you know you had to be in the playoffs. And when they were good, they were good. Right, That's for sure. When they were good, and they, they, they made the playoffs quite a bit, and they won <laughs> most right. of the time. And obviously, everybody knows why the Patriots are there, and everybody knows why the 49ers are there. They're perennial playoff team, and they have longevity as an organization. Green Bay, obviously, longevity as an organization, and plenty of playoff wins. Uh, uh, and and Super Bowl wins, uh, Steelers obvious, Raiders obvious, you know, Broncos. Eh, they yeah. had they had a pretty massive run. They had a long run when when uh, old man Mike uh, old man Shanahan was there. El the Elway years. Elway years, yeah. Right, remember all the playoff games they won and made the Super Bowl and lost. They lost four Super Bowls. That's a lot of playoff wins. That is you true. Get to the Super Bowl four times and lose. Four losses, eh? Right, but look at all the playoff wins they got on their way to those Super Bowl losses. Back them up. That's, that's a lot. Yes. There's only a ten. There's only ten percentage points from number one to number ten. So that's a tight group. Your Giants might just be right outside that number. I'm sure they are. They have to be. Um, right outside that number. So that that's very interesting. And the teams with the most Super Bowls, which would be the Patriots and the Steelers with six, right? Right. Um, so uh, the Steelers are sneaking in with six. Well, the Niners have five. Yeah, the Niners and the Cowboys have five. So, and I think the Packers have like four or three or four or something like that. So, yeah, interesting in terms in terms of that. Um, all right, next up. Got to give some love to your boy. No, when you saw this, you were like, yeah, well, that makes sense. Dante <laughs> Adams, number 99, should be. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> so you don't have any argument with that Madden rating, eh? <laughs> no, but I do have an argument with Madden ratings. In general? <laughs> no. Well, yes, I personally have a problem with Madden ratings in general, but somebody else has problems with a Madden rating in reference to NFL wide receivers. I was watching television today, and Ryan Clark was ripping the Madden ratings for wide receivers because, <laughs> because Debo Samuel and Jamar Chase are not in the top 10. Yo, he was letting them have it. <laughs> and I agree with him 100%. 100%. Those ratings are horrible. <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, these guys are, are great, man. Um, just quick, what do you think about that that connection now with the Raiders and Devontae Adams? 
Remains to be seen. It's not a guarantee. Everybody's talking this, you know, old college teammates and all that stuff. But it remains to be seen. Him and Aaron Rodgers had something special. Okay. I mean, you know, they had something special. Aaron Rodgers knew we could throw to him in a clutch. That's that's special for sure. Um, I thought this was a kind of an interesting article uh, where they're saying that all that video gaming could be boosting an unexpected life skill. So they're talking about, you know, uh, awareness and, and, and decision-making and things of that nature that these young people are learning from playing video games, you know? And Ben, let, let me tell you something. You know, I talk a little bit about playing online because I told you I was going to play, you know, more online. And uh, it's humbling. It's humbling, Benny. The, that last game, the, the last game, the guy literally was playing with me. <laughs> he was literally like, but he had this, he's playing with the Cardinals, right? And he would just, he would just take Kyler Murray and run him left or run him right. And he was beating the, 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 the contain most of the time, right? I had to go to very specific contained defenses that didn't even just keep up with him. But what he was doing is he had people from the opposite side dragging along. He would run out and then throw it back to those people that, and so just running out, spread the defense out. You know, now your, your linemen are running, your linebackers and stuff, they're all spread out, you know, especially if I'm playing zone which sometimes it's easier to play zone when you got a running guy because everybody's kind of looking as opposed to turning and running with their man so <clears throat> but he was really he was really good it got to the point where he and in, in, in the middle of the field he's just going to come inside he's just going to come up on in a goal line defense and play me because he didn't care if i scored because he knew i couldn't he couldn't i couldn't stop him you know what i mean whatever he was running he was running it <laughs> i'm saying hey but wow. that person was running it so that that was a cooking. I got cooked that time, but that's okay. It's it's a learning experience, and I, I you know I'm like okay, you know I'm learning. Hey, I might be able to take a little bit of that, and then include it in my game with a Trey Lance. So it's all possible. But um, yeah, you know you, you used to play. You did chess, right? You were a chess guy online. Yeah, I played chess online. And I, I don't think that uh, they were talking specifically about, um, you know, football or whatever. They no, video games. Well, they, they, they probably were. Uh, they were probably talking about most action games, I would think. No, you think so? Yeah, uh, you know, Grand Theft Auto or whatever those Call of Duty, those kind of games, where where hand-eye coordination and decision making all come into play. Okay, okay, okay. A lot of teamwork in those also. Yes. They have that, they have that in the Madden, but that's not something I ever do. It's like I'm not gonna be the the running back and you be the quarterback and the other guys. That's a whole nother level of play. That would blow my mind. I don't think I could do that. I don't have time to coordinate that much with everybody else. Uh, is this what you were told about the wide receiver yep. top yep. ten? Yep. All right, so first that was Jamar Chase, not a 90. At minimum. Okay. So first off, Jamar Chase, right? 
Who should Jamar Chase displace on this list as far as you're concerned? I'll tell you, let me put it this way. I don't want to say he should displace this person. I'll pick two people that should not be there where Debo and Jamar should be there. One of them is Amari Cooper. Okay. The other one is Keenan Allen. <laughs> and I'll tell you who's holding on by a thread. DeAndre Hopkins. Hop? I think D-Hop is up there off of past. You'll never see that same D-Hop again. Once he comes back off the suspension, he won't be the same. That, my friend, is one of those statements there. You're, that, yes. Uh, that's a hot take right there. That's a hot take right there, kid. Not the same, eh? Nope. Well, he, if he drops from a 96 to a 91, that's he's still a bad man. But uh, all right, so that's he replacing D-Hop. So, so if DeAndre Hopkins, Keenan who's Allen. had multiple injuries and just got suspended for performance-enhancing drugs, drops from a 96 to a 91, he's still a bad man. But Debo Samuel is not a bad man. Well, I didn't say he wasn't. He's not on the list. Okay. I mean, you know, I'm just, I'm listening to what you said. He should be on the list based on, on what you're saying. Okay. All right. Fantastic. 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 I think the thing with Debo is that they don't use him so much as a true receiver. Most of these guys are, are not, you know, doing the types of things that Debo's doing. Cooper Cup does it a little bit. Um, Justin Jefferson. thing these guys got him on his receptions. Well, that's what I'm talking about, you know? That's one category. Well, it's the category of a wide receiver. <laughs> what about run after catch? What about touchdowns? Well, those are all... What about like, speed? You got you to gotta catch the ball and not necessarily have it handed off to you. To, to... Don't, they give you don't they give you ratings for speed? Yes, they do. What else? Yes, they do. Run after catch? There's, there's like about 35 different uh, ratings. And some, okay. Some apply more to receivers, like route running and things of that nature is all included. Strength, agility, all of that's included. You know. He's got all that over several of these guys. Well, you know, he just hasn't had You're a chance. You're holding back because he doesn't catch as many passes? Oh, that's, that's insane. That well, if you say so, uh, but I, I if I say so, <laughs> that's what I think. That's what I think that they're thinking, and a lot of people think when they're starting to look at receivers, you know. So you know they're thinking, okay, um, I, I'm with you. I told you when I when when I run my offense, man wise, he's a receiver. He's out there at wide out or in the slot or someplace. That's how I play Debo. So I understand what you're saying, you know. Um, okay. That 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 was interesting, but Devontae Adams is a ninety nine. You got no problem with that, not a problem. All right, here you go. Um, tomorrow, Ben. Today is Wednesday. I believe is when they're going to do the replay of the flag football international championships, and it's going to be. Uh, they're going to have special guests. Um, you know, as a part of this scenario, 
I see Maurice Jones Drew there. Uh, Michael Robinson uh, is going to be part of the call. So you got a few guys, uh, Bob, Bobby Taylor and Tony Richardson on site. So they're, they're going to make a big production, but it's already happened. You know, it's not like it's going to happen live that day. It's sort of a delayed, a, a, a replay, but a hyped up, super produced replay is what I seen, what I think it's going to be. There's so, a guy on the U.S. team that played in the PTTFL. Say that again? There's a guy on the U.S. team that played in the PTTFL. Awesome. And who would that guy be? Bruce Mapp, wide receiver. Did you say Mapp? Bruce Mapp. M-A-P-P? That's right. Well, I'm going to have to see if I'm related to him. You know, I'm related to the Maps. Okay. You never know. Bruce Mapp, eh? Yep. Okay, okay. Now, you normally have practice on Thursday. You're going to suspend practice so your team can watch yeah, it? right. <laughs> Not going to happen. It could be a bonding experience. Well, you know, I don't, let me see. Um, uh, Bro, that game is completely different from the flag game we play. Really? Not much. There's, there's hardly any contact in that game. I know we talked about that. We talked about that. You guys play a little bit of a different uh, contact level than what you play. All right. Well, we kind of know what happened, but I'm not going to give it away. Uh, we talked about the training camps. We actually have the training camp schedule here. Wanted to say congratulations to Channing Stribling for getting an opportunity with the NFL. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. That guy's that guy turned a uh, USFL season into an NFL contract. That's what almost all of these guys are trying to do. Yes. And he was successful. That's a big deal. And I'm glad he came from the Philly Stars. Okay. Okay. There you go. There you go. So um, congratulations were on that. Uh, <laughs> oh, this. What's your boy, man? Ah, Playoff Lenny. They call him, remember they was calling him Playoff Lenny? Yeah. They were calling him Super Bowl Lenny? Uh -huh. Now they're calling him Fat Boy Lenny. <laughs> what the hell happened? Oh, my goodness. Tampa Bay fans are kicking themselves right now. They're like, what the hell's going on? He'll, he'll lose. He'll, he'll, he'll be okay. Oh, I'm, I'm sure by the time the season rolls around, he'll be okay. But it's, it's not a good look coming into training camp severely overweight. That usually happens with linemen, not, not skilled players. Yeah, that that jersey looks like the my, the jersey I when I tried on last last week. It was like, oh, look at that gut. <laughs> from, from what I hear, he's not like a little overweight. Yeah, they like he's like two sixty. Yeah, he's he's crazy overweight. He's big as the linebacker. He's bigger than the linebackers. Come on, bro. That's that's not gonna work. You're not that kind of guy. Watch out, Lenny. You're gonna be a fullback. You know, you keep it up. You know? You're gonna be on the benches where he's gonna be. <laughs> hey Benny, I you have you ever seen simulation football? No. 
No. It's really funny. This this league, it's like what it's video game like level football, but it's like nobody's actually controlling the players. I don't know if they program them ahead of time, but it's hilarious because the the they've got the same level of announcers and stuff, like a real game. I mean, so they got real guys that are announcing it like, oh boy, he really went up for that. <laughs> it's hilarious watching it. It's still beyond me how this all works, but it's a very diverse age-wise and race-wise group of people behind it who own the teams and, and all of that kind of stuff. Crazy. We'll get into it a little bit more at some point, but if you ever get a chance, people out there, and if you know a little bit more about simulation football, drop us a line at, you know, in the comments section. Help us understand what the heck is going on out there. I'm telling you. Roll, scroll that back up for me so I can look at those channels. So it's on Twitch TV. Keep going. YouTube, Twitch, and... I get it. I get it on my cable. Okay. It's it's a, a few. Yeah, Twitch TV is on cable. It, it's a few clicks above um, the NFL channel in terms of the numbers. That, and, and that doesn't help me. Well, you and I both have. No. We don't. We don't have no. the same. Okay. So you had a chance to comment on your 2011 New York Giants. Yes. Only Super Bowl champion with a negative point differential in the regular season. And as much as we talked about differentials, my Sterling net point power rankings is based on the differential. So I, we, I probably would have got that wrong. <laughs> it's, it's, it's unfortunate that you came up with your idea after this. Because if we had been tracking it since back 2011, we really have something to go back and look at and use as a point of view like they're doing here. But uh, this just goes to show, you know, that a great season, a great regular season does not necessarily make a Super Bowl champion. Okay. It's more than that. It's intangibles. And believe me. The season does not necessarily make a Super Bowl champion. That is correct. Another hot take. That is correct. Well, and, this is, and I would venture to guess that the 2008 New York Giants or 2007 New York Giants, they may not have had the worst uh, point differential but they were pretty low. But they were they won that they won the Super Bowl also. Well, you know, now this is the thing, and I always this uh, when people say, you know, so you know that it, this can happen. I'm like, yes, it can. But how many Super Bowls have we had so far? Fifty-three. Fifty-three. So this has happened one out of fifty-three times, right? So far. So it right. don't happen often. No, it doesn't. So that's that's why you know we do as well as we do with the net point rankings because it goes with the probability. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. And my comment was not meant to say anything can happen or anything like that. 
during the season previous and that season, I was not trying to tell people we're going to win the Super Bowl this year. All I said was that the Giants will win a Super Bowl, another Super Bowl, their third or fourth Super Bowl before the Eagles win their first one. And it just so happened to be that year. <laughs> which made it all the sweeter. Uh, all right, there you go, there you go, there you go. Ben, we're enjoying some video here. I'm going to run that one more time because... This was a gotta, kickoff, right? You got to love a big boy who got moves and you'll pick him up and put him down. <laughs> Talk about an angry run. He had a little stiff arm, a cutback. <laughs> and he, they got him at the one. Oh, my goodness. Crystal first of all, first, she's like, wait, that wait. guy could have blocked. Wait, first of all, he, <laughs> he, you can tell that this guy listens to his coaches. The special teams coach tells the guys that are out there to block. If by chance the kick is short. Either fall on it, and if you don't fall on it, make sure you put two hands on it so that you don't fumble. You can see him immediately put two hands on it, expecting somebody to hit him, and nobody hits him. And then he tucks it and goes. That's that's great. <laughs> that's great. He puts two hands on it, and they all get blocked. And he's like, oh, I'm out of here. Then he's probably thinking, you know what? I'm, they'll be coming. I'll just run out of bounds. Then he goes, eh, it's only one guy. I can stiff arm in. <laughs> then another guy falls. Oh, oh I oh might score. Oh, That's great. You got to love it. You got to love it, man. I'm telling you, football is the best. <laughs> football is the best. I take football is the best. <laughs> oh, that ain't a hot take. That's... That's a given. That's a given. All right, Benny, I'm done. What do you got? Me too. Go Knowles. Go Knowles. <laughs>